Hello, I'm your host, Michaela Marshall, and this is Welcome to L Angel. Hi, I'm your host, David Lindley. This is the Confused Ketchup Podcast. Hellmouth. Oh boy. Wow, do I hope this is only an hour. <laughs> oh boy. The special for Storyteller yeah. was like 38 minutes. What? Oh, we were so fast. We're boom, just boom, like, boom, in and boom, out. Boom, in and out. Okay, well, that's good. I'm, this is going to be different than that. So this presentation is 64 slides long. <laughs> So got, a bunch of them are useless, so it's cool. That's a minute per slide. Yeah, see? That's an hour. Yeah. Big bang boom. So, <laughs> friends of the pod, welcome. This is our foray into the world of Angel. This is seasons one through four of Angel in something like an hour, is what we're about to do. There is a PowerPoint presentation, as I talked about in the past, but again, it's mostly just like pictures of people and sometimes locations that like, if you've seen Angel, you've seen all this stuff before. Barring a little bit, I went a little wacky at the end, but it's <laughs> fine. We've got some very special guests with us today. We sure with us do. Today. Yeah. You may hear their laughter. We tried to give them a mic. It didn't work. <laughs> Did not, not work. work. No. we got to work out that third mic situation eventually. Maybe. Yeah. Who knows? But maybe I have, have questions. Like if they have questions you don't have, that would be fantastic. I can give them the mic. Yeah, sure. Yeah. For sure. They can just yell. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, you may hear some laughter in the background. Yeah. That's normal. So before we get into this, there's a couple things I want to say, just like about Angel in general. The first of which is that Angel is generally speaking a darker show than Buffy. I think that's kind of what they're going for. I think I made this joke already, but lighting or tone? <laughs> tone. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know if the lighting situation is as bad because mm. Angel doesn't spend all his time in fucking graveyards, mm. right? But he's a vampire. <laughs> he's he's a got less private investigator. <laughs> yes, but he's got less cause to be in the sunlight where yeah, it's well lit. Indoors. <laughs> <laughs> So that's one thing. And the other thing is that the more I thought about it, the more I realized that this show is very interested in prophecies and visions and like seeing the future. And there's just like a lot of that shit happening. Interesting. Way more than on Buffy. Yeah, Buffy only had a couple real prophecies, right? You got Prophecy yeah. Girl. You've got the entirety of season five. <laughs> yeah. And But that's about it. Yeah. 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 There's more prophecies than that. In oh, this. for sure. Yeah. That's about two prophecies. Prophecy madness. Two prophecies and change. So let's go. Uh, I promise that these slide transitions... Oh, uh, will delight. <laughs> are gonna get... I, I, I got lazy. Like, I, I only did it for like a season. All right. So, here we go. Angel has moved to LA and he brought his tiny twigs with him. Oh, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so, the, the beginning of this show, Angel's here, he's in LA, Buffy's gone, or he left Buffy. And so, the theme initially is very much that, like, he sort of lost his link to humanity and he doesn't know... What, like what that is, how to find it again. Sorry, I just remembered how boring Angel is. Yeah, I know. He meets Doyle. Okay. Doyle is a better whistler, right? Doyle is a better whistler. He is a half-human, half-demon. Ooh. 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 And what the a fuck is happening to his face? Irishman. <laughs> Joel the old Ireland. <laughs> However, Doyle's Irish accent, like, Glenn Quinn is actually Irish. Oh. So his Irish accent is good. <laughs> Oh, no. So does Angel use his Irish accent No, ever? he does not. Good. <laughs> Thank God. So, yes, as you alluded to, Doyle gets visions from the powers that be. And that's sort of how a lot of the episodes start early on. Oh. It's like Doyle gets a vision, someone is in danger, and, like, Angel has to go and help them. Oh, I see. Yeah. Interesting. It, now, how quickly are the powers that be introduced? Like, like Doyle shows up. Like, episode one, 
And he's like, I get these visions. They're from the powers that be. Like the powers that be are a very real idea in this show because they are sort of like the anti-Wolfram and Hart, which we're going to get to. Okay. So like they're like this force for good that is trying to do good. Yeah. And they are giving Doyle these visions so that Doyle can help these people and so Angel can help these people. And the powers that be want balance? I don't know, you know? Or they're good and Wolfram and Hart are evil? So I don't, like, this is a nuance that I don't have enough insight on, I think. Fair enough. Yeah. I'm amazed that they're canonical from season one of Angel, which is concurrent with season four, right? Yes. Yes. But, like, there are so many things that would have been explained. Why did they never bring it up in Puffy? Yeah, no, it's a great question. So who else is here? We got Cordelia. Oh, Oh, you love that that slide transition. slide transition Mm. nearly killed me. Yeah, so... Cordy's come to LA. She wants to be an actress. She's super tan in this picture that I've yeah. got. And like the whole actress thing is not going great. You know, no. you just show up in LA, want to be an actress, doesn't go great. A few people have had that idea in history. <laughs> yeah. So she uh, meets up with Angel. He saves her from something. And then she realizes that him and Doyle are probably not going to do great at this on their own. And mm. like they need to like make money to stay alive. Oh, yeah. So she sort of becomes like the office manager and like proponent of we need to actually make a living doing this. She does know about money. Exactly. Whereas Doyle is more there to really just like, be, you know, he gets the vision ah, and, <laughs> and then they go save someone. Right. Fair. So uh, the show has a brief. Well, no, it's not even that brief. For two seasons, we have. Oh, sorry. This is my picture of Angel Investigations. We help the helpless is their their motto. And basically, he's like a private investigator. Like the first season is him just solving like murder of the week or mystery of the weeks. How soon do they incorporate? <laughs> Never. <laughs> like, no, because they form Angel Investigations yeah. or found it. Yeah. Is that like episode one? He's like, I've moved to... All right. I've moved to the big city. I don't even know what that He's is. He's cockney now. Oh, yeah. Everyone is. <laughs> we don't have Spike anymore. So yet. someone's got to be. Yeah. Uh, like, it's the first uh, episode, basically. They're forming Angel Investigations. Like, okay. we're in. We're going. We're doing this. Hmm. They try to have the police in this show. Mm. This is Detective Kate Lockley of the LAPD. They they try this for about two seasons Mm -hmm. and with mixed results Uh, and then they give up because like having the police, it's not a great idea. Just like on Buffy. (laughs) Kate Lockley character name. Yeah. Not actress name. Um, And also I I did read that like they wanted her back for season three Mm -hmm. and she was on another show. So they couldn't get her in. So it it sort of fizzled out. So I just thought, I mean, she's pretty important for two seasons, but I'm not really going to bring her up again because she's not going to. Yeah. She's got a gun. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. So. Angel Investigations, as I said, is frequently sort of opposed to Wolfram and Hart, the evil law firm. Mm-hmm. I've worn a shirt mm. as a Wolfram and Hart shirt. Attorneys at law. So, I mean, it's sort of the evil lawyer trope, right? right? Like, but except they're literal evil. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh-huh. like, they have bad intentions. Right. They are bad people. They work for demons. Like lawyers. Yeah, like lawyers. <laughs> right. So, there are two main lawyers who really are characters in their own right. Mm-hmm. I mean, initially not as much, but as we go on, like they're going to be more important. They're going to be in the show. And like, they also have complicated feelings and ideas because they're human. So this is the first one. His name is Lindsay McDonald. Oh, he looks sort of like a douchebag. He, he does is. look pretty evil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then this is Lila Morgan. Mm. So they, they don't like Angel, you know, right. and they, but they have plans for him in season one for some sort of upcoming apocalypse. Now, you've set up Wolfram and Hart 
against the powers the powers that be yeah but wolfram and hart is like sure they work for demons yeah and they're filled with evil people but they're like people right they're humans most of the lawyers are just humans right and they just so it's a a, literally a law firm versus (laughs) question mark powers that control the universe it's yeah (laughs) wow doesn't say good things for the question mark powers question mark powers so episode nine there is uh oh here we go (laughs) There's this demon society called the Scourge who are dressed like Nazis. They're a group of pureblood demons who want to wipe out all the half-blood demons. (laughs) And they're relevant because they're going after Doyle's people because Doyle is sort of like a half-blood. Right. Right. Uh, And Doyle, to stop them, sacrifices himself like and dies. Oh. Doyle's Doyle's eaten it. End of season what? This is episode nine. (laughs) But But not before passing his powers onto Cordelia. So oh. now Cordelia has visions. Okay. <laughs> and this is like, Rip Doyle. This is sort of a deep tenet of her personality going forward, is that like the visions, they are very painful for her, right. but they allow her to help people. Mm. Yeah. So with Doyle's passing, we have sort of but, a, but, a void in the show. So and wait. who should replace him but a leather-clad Wesley Wyndham Price? <laughs> Wesley, the boy. The boy. Young Wesley Crusher. My son. <laughs> he is clad in leather. He looks much more badass than he ever did in He's Buffy. He's a rogue demon hunter. <laughs> he looks the part. I mean, with Angel and him in this picture, there's a lot of, of leather. leather going on. Right. He shows up on a motorcycle. He's uh-huh. wearing all this leather. But of course... Initially, the joke is very much that he's still Wesley mm-hmm. and he's bumbling. And we learn later in the season that he was fired by the Watcher's Council. And so him purporting to be a rogue demon hunter is just him like being lost because being a Watcher was all he knew. Is this a crossbow gun that he's got or just a regular just crossbow? A gun. <laughs> okay. It seems to have a stake in it, though. Maybe. I don't know. It seems to be firing some sort of stake they in the They do back. attempt to have like wacky gadgets right. sometimes in the show, and it never works. <laughs> so you talked about the Scourge being p- pure blood demons. Yep. Last season on Buffy, sure. so season three, yep. they established that the mayor would turn into a true demon. Yeah. And this was like an apocalyptic event. Yeah. So now you got a bunch of pure demons running around, and they're Nazis? I don't know that they're pure demons in the way that the mayor was. Oh. They're just demons in the sense that like they're they've never mixed their blood with humans. I thought that was like the point of all of the demons Who on Earth knows? now. The, you know, the writers have no idea. That's true. So like this is basically the core group now. So episode mm-hmm. ten forward, these are the people we have. So Doyle's dead. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got Angel, Cordelia, Wesley. Wesley. Yeah, yeah, and uh, they basically just solve crimes. Hmm. At the end of the season. Okay, I just want to really point out that I did not come up with this phrase because it's racist, but I liked it, so I've written it down. Gypsy curse? No. They meet a street smart vampire hunter named Charles Gunn. Oh, no. And the wiki described him as an urban Robin Hood. Oh, no. (laughs) So, I mean- He's black. He's black, yes. He's street smart and urban. Yeah, so, I mean, there's a black character on this show. He mm. is going to be a main cast member for oh. most of this show. So, like, that's done a lot better than Buffy already. Yeah. You know? What's his yeah. character name? Gunn. His Gun. name is Charles Gunn, but he just goes as Gunn with nice. two ends. Yeah. So, he sort of, he's introduced right at the end of season one, and, like, him and his gang are already sort of, like, fighting demons and vampires and things on the streets. Right. <laughs> the streets. Yeah. You know, the In hood. The hood, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And then in season two, he starts to work with Angel Investigations more. He doesn't, he sort of feels, I think, like he's betraying 
his crew, so to speak, <laughs> um, by like working with Angel. But then eventually he is integrated fully into the group and becomes like a member of Angel Investigations as well. Right. Yeah. So that's about it for the like the main cast that we're introduced to in season one. Good. In the season finale, the a Wolfram and Hart raise Darla from the dead. Lindsay <clears throat> gets his hand cut off by Angel. Which is relevant for later. Lindsay's the big the, demon guy. Li- Lindsay is the lawyer. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> He's not a demon. Oh. And he looks like one. And Angel learns of the Shanshu prophecy. Now it is relevant. This is like the core tenet of this show. <laughs> is this prophecy? Oh. It is a prophecy that foretells of a vampire with a soul who will pay- play a pivotal role in the apocalypse and thereby earn the right to live as a human again. Haha. <laughs> I know who it is. Interesting. We'll see. We'll see what you know. But you watched like, it. No. <laughs> what? I know. <laughs> what do you mean no? I know. <laughs> it's insane, right? Yeah, so essentially, like, the the idea here is if Angel does enough good, if he can sort of, like, do enough good to atone for what he did as a vampire, mm-hmm. that his reward will be that he'll get to be human again. And this, like, Shanshu prophecy is the center of that. Mm. And... I mean, it's going to come up. I'm not going to mention it again, but sure. that's just sort of like, this is really how, how into prophecies we are. I mean, that comes up late season seven, <laughs> I'm going to say, in Buffy. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so for the rest of, the, of season one, I'm just going to show you some nonsense because season one of Angel, as we said, is season four of Buffy. So there's like a lot of crossover happening between Buffy and Angel at yeah. this time. So episode three, who should come to LA, but <gasps> Oz. It's Oz! <laughs> So he, of course, comes to bring the gem of Amara to yep. Angel after they get it away from Spike. Mm-hmm. Spike follows him to L.A. Uh, after Angel has already like taken the gem and hidden it. And then him and this creepy vampire torturer try to torture Angel to like mm. get the ring back. And you're like, he's been through a hundred years of this. Like, yeah. what do you think you're going to be able to do to him? <laughs> Doesn't work. And then as I think I did mention on the other podcast, Angel ends up smashing the ring because he's too afraid of like what a bad vampire could do with it. Right. If they were to get it. Mm. Episode four, we see a familiar face who is a Joss three-peat. It's Ooh. our man DeHoffrin. DeHoff! So uh, on the right is him in Firefly. Yeah. He plays, obviously, an officer of the Alliance, is yep. what they're called. And this is him on Angel. It's This is a dumb... Does he have bread for hands? This is a dumb episode, you guys. He is a neurosurgeon who has used magic to figure out how to detach body parts and is stalking a woman. So that's a picture of him after he sent his hands after her. Nice. It's so <laughs> stupid. It's a very bad episode. Anyways, we also have... I don't know if you remember this guy. You might. So his name is Carlos <gasps> Jackot, Jacket. So Is in, this the Stegosaurus man? He, no. Oh. This is that guy in the episode Anne, which is the first episode of yeah, season yeah. three. The guy who's like has a homeless shelter and right. turns out to yes. be. Yes. <gasps> yeah. And that is him. Yes. Yes. And then so it's also him in Firefly. And he's in an episode called The Bachelor Party where, I know, it's a dumb thing. They try to eat Doyle's brain. I don't okay, know. Okay. But wait, because in Firefly, right? He's in the very first episode or episodes. Yes. And he's like the 10th crew member. Oh. But when you're watching Firefly, <laughs> you're like, you know, you're watching it with someone else. They're just getting into it. And they're like, who's that guy again? And you're like, mm, as a important and non-suspicious main character, <laughs> I of course know his name. Because we've been given no reason not to trust yep. him. He's super trustworthy. Look at his trustworthy face. And I definitely know his name, but yeah. I won't tell you at this point. 
Oh man. Yeah. Good times. It's a it's a switcheroo yeah. similar to Jesse in some ways. Similar to yeah, but maybe done better. I don't know. Whoa! Excuse you. <laughs> Nothing could be done better. Right. Uh, episode eight is called "I Will Remember You." So who should show up? But Buffy. Ugh. Now, <laughs> I mean, this, this is after that whole Thanksgiving fight they have in Pangs. Oh. Where, well, no, they don't really have a fight. Angel like shows up, lurks a bunch, <laughs> and then at the end of the episode, there some. I think someone says that Angel was here, and Buffy's yeah, like, "Yeah, Spike." Yeah, right. And so then, so the show, Buffy shows up. Xander? She's mad. Uh, they fight a demon whose blood turns Angel into a human, and then they spend this episode banging. <laughs> <laughs> Better or worse than house sex? I think it's better <laughs> because also David Borgans gets to like eat peanut butter and be excited about it. The hesitancy and, in like, your voice is great. Because he's really excited to like experience all these things he couldn't as a vampire that have like come up in the last however many years. Oh, so like he can't eat regular food as or a vampire? He, I, I guess he can't. I don't know. He's, I mean, it, Spike eats They Weetabix. imply that he can't, but maybe he doesn't taste it. It doesn't matter. Oh, interesting. So, um, so then they discover that Angel can't fight demons because he's just a shitty little human now. But I mean, that's the prophecy of Shanshu, right? Hilariously, yes. But he asks to be turned back into a vampire. <laughs> and you're like, isn't? And at the end of the season, it's like, I could be a human again. And you're like, you were. Yeah. You hated it. <laughs> it's it's bad. This is what I'm saying. This mortal coil is bad. Yeah. So he meets these fucks. They're called the Oracles and they're the worst. They just basically turn back time and undo the whole episode. And then Buffy doesn't remember it and only Angel does. And you're like, what is this reset button bullshit? And then they kill the Oracles like later because they're like, <laughs> we, we can't have these guys around. They're way too powerful. <laughs> I love their stupid blue body paint. I hate them so much. Yeah. So <laughs> this looks very Star Trek TNG. <laughs> Like early season TNG is where you find this. It's real bad stuff. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So this is, I was so excited to show you these pictures. Oh my God. Okay. So uh, one of Angel's protégés shows up like from his past, a vampire that he made. And it's like a lot of him struggling with this thing that he created and him being here. So this I've actually is... been to France recently. It's pronounced protege. So this is him and his protege. Oh no. <laughs> now what? look at those wigs. Oh, those wigs are not good. Now I with the wig on, I don't know that you can recognize. Oh. <gasps> Hawkeye. What? <laughs> Jeremy Renner? Is the protege. Can, you, can we? We're going back. <laughs> oh my god, wig. it is! <laughs> oh, it's Jeremy Renner! Yeah. So this is a wacky episode that honestly I would kind of recommend because it's jeremy renner yeah yeah i can probably rent that for like a buck or two probably, on google play yeah. yeah so there's that we have the episode after faith leaves on a train from sunnydale oh yes yep. so she question mark conveyance yep she arrives by bus and you're like where'd she get all the bus guys <laughs> continuity <laughs> she was on some sort of farm train before yeah so faith shows up she's super evil it's mm -hmm. great Wolfburn Hart try to hire her to assassinate Angel, yeah! right? Which sounds super fun. So she's out of the comma post body swap, right? Yes. That's what's happened? Yeah. And like, she's pretty messed up. Um, she tortures Wes a bunch to try mm. to get, find Angel. Mm -hmm. And also because like he was her watcher and there's a lot going on there. Yeah, there's some feelings. Yeah, it's not great. The next episode, Buffy shows up. Oh my God, again. these fucking transitions. You <laughs> fucker. And like... Angel is still kind of trying to re rehabilitate Faith, right? Mm -hmm. And that's what he was doing on Buffy before the Watchers showed up and fucked everything up. Right. And he does manage to convince Faith 
that like she can seek atonement basically which is when she voluntarily confesses to her crimes and like goes to prison oh she like she voluntarily puts herself in prison because she, prison can't really hold her yeah unless she agrees to be there right because she wants redemption and like that's really the only way she can get it because she's like, done a lot of bad stuff at this point do you know where this is happening in buffy like when right. buffy so comes after this episode is the yoko factor when angel oh. shows up and fights riley yes <laughs> That happens in the Yoko Factor? Yeah. <laughs> I mostly remember that as Spike not actually breaking the Scoobies up because they would have fought and broken up anyway. Yeah, basically. Hastening it by about five also, minutes. So Buffy and Angel have like a bad fight here. Right. Because like Buffy is very bad about Faith mm. and what she did. Angel's sort of protecting Faith. Does Buffy show up and assume that yes, Angel and Faith absolutely. are banging? Yeah. Oh, no. Like, there's, of course. I mean, she shows up and they're like near each other and she's like, <gasps> of course. <laughs> A reasonable assumption to make, yes. Yeah. Uh, and then finally, this is a graph oh. of the IMDb ratings of this season. They're fucking crazy. They're so high. They're very high. Look at how consistent that shit is. That's really good. So this is generally considered to be the best season of Angel. So season two? Season one. Oh. That, like, that's the graph for season one. Wow. Because it is this sort of episodic thing, but the things that they're doing in the episodes are generally good. And we're watching four seasons later? Yeah, which is the second best season. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Oh, no, it's it's a, it's a roller coaster, <laughs> but then it goes up at the end. Hey! Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I'll have the other season's graphs just because I wanted to show you some weird shit. Right. Uh, but this one is very much just, this is like a solid, pretty, pretty decent season of television. Yeah, good job. Season two! Oh, so Joss is still, like, involved heavily, right? Because yeah. he's kicked this thing off. He's, he's not gone to Firefly pretty yet. pretty heavily involved. <sighs> I don't know for how many seasons, but yeah, I mean... Because that's a question. Eventually, yeah. he isn't, right? right. Like, eventually, he drops off of yeah. uh, Buffy. He drops off of this. He's definitely not there in season five. No. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Oh, yeah. Do we have any questions about season one? Why uh, Why did the powers that be just give angel visions? <laughs> why great... didn't the powers that be give angel visions? <laughs> that's a great question. Thanks. I thought of it myself. That's a... Yeah. I mean, I don't really have a good answer. <laughs> So the, like, Doyle has been given these visions, like, before he met Angel. Like, he's had these visions for some time. And I think there's some lore associated with why, but I don't remember. And then, like, he has a, this crush on Cordelia for, like, the nine episodes he's there. And before he sacrifices himself, he kisses her. And that's how he passes the visions to her. And maybe they didn't want that for Angel. <laughs> Lean into it, man. Yeah. Lean and I it. think it's maybe a way to give Cordelia more to do yeah. and like a bigger role. She had in been this. explored as far as possible in Buffy. Perhaps. Yeah. Basically. Like with the one dimensionality of her character. Yeah. There wasn't a lot to go on past that. Yeah. But yeah, it'd be way easier to give Angel the visions, you're quite correct. <laughs> so Whistler shows up right. for one episode. Yeah. Is replaced by this other guy, Doyle. Yeah. And then Doyle's killed after nine episodes. True. Yeah. So like at most Doyle would or Whistler would have been in there for 10 episodes, yeah. but they hated him. I mean, yeah, he's hateable. He's very right? hateable. I understand why they didn't. infinitely more likable. For sure. Than Whistler and rest in peace, Glenn Quinn, who has passed away. Oh, no. Uh, since this aired. Disastrous. Disastrous. Question two. I thought the Gem of Amara's whole purpose was that so they could shoot during the day. Does this all happen at night? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's no there's no sunlight angel happening. It's very dark all the time. Angel does not hang out in the sun. He's got too much brooding to do, actually, to be in the sun. Mm. There's actually... They do sort of poke fun at his brooding in like a, like a self-aware way from the beginning. Like, right. they know. So at one point... Uh, 
I think Doyle or, or Cordelia is complaining about how he's always like dressing in these somber colors <laughs> and like it's it's such a downer. And then they cut to him like wearing a white shirt. <laughs> I mean, he's heard and he's he's making an effort. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, season two. Season two. Here we go. So. Season two, we meet Lorne. <gasps> Lorne! This is who I thought Doyle was. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was because getting Lorne confused. is going to stick around. <laughs> and they sound similar to me. A little, yeah. So initially, when we when Lorne is introduced, he is sort of this mystical guide who helps people find their way more with like the visions and the prophecy. Yeah. And he basically can read the auras and futures of people when they sing. So a lot of this, it's a lot of forcing Angel and other members of the cast to do karaoke. <laughs> I love that. Oh my God. I can understand how it pushes out some mixed television. Absolutely. It does. <laughs> mixed it, quality. So this is Angel mid karaoke. And he just, he hates it so much, but he has no choice because it's the only way that Lorne can help him. That's such a fun concept. It's a great concept. My and Lorne is phenomenal. He's very fun. He's an excellent singer. He's an excellent dresser. Look. He's him. sharp as all hell. He always is dressed to the nines. Yeah, he is just... So he's got this nightclub, uh, Caritas, Caritas, I guess. Yeah. And um, it's sort of supposed to be like a neutral ground. Demons and humans can come there. Everyone can have a good time. And then like, you know, if you sing, Lorne can tell you something about yourself, basically. Right. Yeah. So the gang currently doesn't know what it was that Wolfram and Hart was trying to summon at the end of season one. Mm-hmm. They don't know about Darla, but obviously that's going to come up. So Darla's back but she's human which mm-hmm. is bad because when the master made her into a vampire she had syphilis oh <laughs> so no guess what she's got syphilis <laughs> the xander disease yeah so she's like pretty mentally unstable and like literally dying of syphilis which is not great but they cured syphilis in pangs so they can do it again yeah but the reason she's here is because wolfram and hart want to use her to try to fuck with angel nice so she's like appearing to him in dreams and he's just losing it because he doesn't know what's happening we have this episode, Darla, that's happening at the same time as Fool for Love. Yeah. And so we're having the same, like, the flashbacks at the same time, but they're very Angel and Darla focused rather than being Spike and Drusilla focused. Right. And that's why Darla's in the background of a lot of these Fool for Love shots. Because they're, like, already filming other things. Right. Yeah. In period costume. Yeah. Oh, that, look at that wig. David Boreanaz <laughs> just looks so wide in this shot. <laughs> so... Darla is human, but she's she starts to remember everything she's done as a vampire, which is thumbs down, right? Mm. She's got a soul now. She's like a legit Tortured, human. Yeah. yeah. And basically, like, they brought her back because they want Angel to turn her into a vampire because that will save her, but it will <sighs> make him very upset and yes. then she'll be evil again. And so it's sort of like a, they're just trying to mind fuck him, right? right? Some nonsense happens and Lindsay, the lawyer, mm-hmm. falls in love with her. And nice. it's just, He's yeah. one-handed at this point? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Does he have a hook? No, he just has no hand. Oh. He's going to have a fun episode later where he gets an evil hand. Because oh. God knows, you're missing a hand, you're going to get an evil hand, guys. Yeah. <laughs> well, you've got that character who cut off his hands. There you go. No, he can reattach those. Oh. Yeah. So uh, he does not want to turn her into a vampire. It's like mm. against everything he stands for, sure. basically. So he finds this trial to give her like a second chance. Mm. He succeeds. And at the end, they're like, actually, she already had a second chance because like she's alive again. So like you can't use this on her. And he's like, oh. <laughs> it's pretty much a, it's a big downer. Yeah. 
But but like him trying to do that and like even though he failed, the fact that he would go through this trial for her is enough that she realizes that like she can be at peace and yes, she's going to die, but she already lived a long time and she sort of like is okay with it. Mm. Uh, and then Wolf and Hart are having none of this, obviously. Not They're like, well, we wanted Angel to do this, but we have a second choice. Uh, <gasps> it's Drusilla. Drusilla. <laughs> And Drusilla is super weird about it because obviously Darla's like her grandmother, mm. but then she's like, t- so she calls her grandmother all the time, but she's also now sort of her mother. Mm. Oh, it's yeah, it's a whole complicated thing. Complicated family it's, history. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the family tree is going to get wacky in that it's, branch. Mm. So, so they're here, and Angel takes a pretty dark turn at this point because Darla and Drusilla being here, being back together, he feels like the only way that he can defeat them is to sink to their level and sort of like go lone wolf. So is Juliet Landau, is Drusilla, like, in this oh, yeah. a lot now? Yeah. Okay. For, like, the rest of this season. Nice. She's, like, on this show now. Hmm. Uh, Darla and Drusilla begin to... I'm, I've used the words rampage through the city, mm. but this is the picture Paint I have. Paint the town red? <laughs> oh, boy. There's a lot of cat print happening here. And what has happened to Darla's hair? She's looking sexy. That's what... <laughs> You become a vampire, you go to the vampire hair salon. <laughs> I guess you do. There's no you mirrors. you get this. No one's got any mirrors. It's not a perm. What, it's I don't just know. Per- it's, it's a kind wave? of like crimped. I guess crimped? it's not quite crimped, but it's like a loose curl, maybe. Mm. I don't know. It's, it's very early mm. 2000s. <laughs> it's very early 2000s. And yeah, Dur- Darla's, or Drusilla's just got this print long coat on, as she do, as she do. So he basically, yeah, he decides he needs to sink to their level to defeat him. He lets them, lets them, he closes a door and doesn't stop them from slaughtering the entire special projects division of Wolfram and Hart. Oh, yeah. Who, like, are a bunch of people Mm. and are evil, but, like, they are still a bunch of people. He just closes the door and walks away. You're like, oh, Angel's kind of bad, I guess, now. Yeah. He's yeah. a bad boy. And so at this point, only Lindsay and Lila are still alive, which is why they're the important ones, because they're the only members of Special Projects left now. Wow. Yeah. Uh, then he fires his team because okay. he doesn't need them. So Cordelia's had a haircut. It's yeah. She's really, she goes Drastic. short hair a lot in this show. I don't know that it's great. And yeah, I mean, there's Gunn looking like a street smart youth as he does. And then Wes on the end there. <laughs> all having the talk. I like that he's firing them all at once. Yeah. but th- So they continue to like do angel investigations and they try to help people without mm-hmm. angel. Angel like literally fucks off and does his own thing <clears throat> for like a bunch of this season. What? He finds and eliminates the potential demon army that Drusilla and Darla plan to use to destroy LA and okay. sets Drusilla and Dar- Darla on fire, but nice. somehow doesn't manage to kill them. What? <laughs> yeah. Poor job. And Angel basically decides that he wants to take down the senior partners. So, like, the senior partners are sort of like... They're the counterparts to the powers that be. They're the anti-powers that be. Mm. Yeah. So they aren't on this plane, but they're, like, in charge of the evil law firm. That makes sense. And he need, he finds that he needs to go to the home office in order to defeat them because like that's where they exist. Mm-hmm. And then this whole thing happens, and he manages to find out that the home office is Earth, which sort of implies that Earth is like kind of a hell. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Buffy would say so. Right. And then this sends Angel into a blind fit of despair, <laughs> causing him to have <laughs> sex with Darla in the hope of losing his soul. <laughs> and they absolutely do this on purpose like they play it very close with the shots of him coming outside in the rain and he's freaking out but it doesn't work because darla's no buffy right (laughs) (laughs) not a moment of true happiness 
And like, huh. they even have a moment where Darla's basically like, oh, was it not good? Because like, he doesn't lose his soul. <laughs> she looks remarkably good for someone who was recently on fire. Yeah, no, she's a vampire. It's cool. Oh, vampire healing <laughs> yeah. factor. Healing the thing factor. that's implied yep. but never stated. Right. So this is rock bottom. This is what you're looking at. Because after this, he has an epiphany and he's like, oh, I've been dumb. And he goes back with the gang and he's like, sorry, guys. I, oh. <laughs> Can I say, I love the terminology senior partners and home office. Yeah. Because it implies so much evilness mm-hmm. while also sounding so mundane. Perfect. Love it. Yeah. And also, how does it work for them to have Angel off doing his lone wolf thing and the rest of the cast like trying to continue that seems like a weird party split so it it is and it isn't it's very polarizing for people who are fans of angel the character Mm. and actually i'm going to show you this when we get to the graph because there's an episode where angel is just flat out unlikable yeah he's unlikable and like it reflects in the imdb (laughs) rating but it's because the, like the writers wanted to go on this journey with him. So it's it's a bold choice. And then the rest of the cast, like it actually is kind of charming them trying to do this thing on their own. Because it's like when they don't have Buffy around right. and they have to fight monsters. And Wes really steps in to this leadership role and he starts to become a lot more capable. You know, he's there. He's basically in the watcher role, right? He's reading the books. He knows the lore. Mm-hmm. Gunn isn't a bad fighter. He's sort of like a P-wood in that sense, not to pigeonhole him (laughs) in a racial way. Right. (laughs) And like Cordelia is still getting the visions. So they still have people that they know, like they can go and save. Right. And at some point they, I don't know if it's this season or the next, but they have an episode where like Cordelia's visions are like really getting more and more painful. Mm -hmm. And so she ends up becoming like just a little bit demon so that she can like handle the visions better. Nice. <laughs> she gets like a tail or something. I don't think that's true. <laughs> if only. If only. So, like, I think it really helps the rest of the group solidify as a group together. True. To have this time that they have to do this. And then, yeah, Angel's just off brooding. So, I mean, that's what he does best, right? That's the show. No, it's Brooding and tiny twig hands. Such twig hands. Yeah, so, I mean, he ends up going crawling back to the team. And they hesitate, agree that he can come back, but Wes is still in charge. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, his name is on the sign. Yeah. (laughs) Whatever. Angel, it could mean a lot of things. You don't know. Yeah. (laughs) Lindsay ends up leaving after he gets his evil hand. Because he has like a real bad time. Like it tries to stab him and Ah. stuff. And I think he has to get rid of it. And then he's like, fuck this whole Wolfman Heart bullshit. Which basically is great for Lila. Because she's like, now I'm in charge of special projects. Because literally no one else is left. (laughs) (laughs) Guess who gets to be Mr. Manager. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And then things get real wacky in the last four episodes of this season because they go to Lauren's home dimension of Pylea. Yeah, they do. (laughs) I think you know about Pylea. I do, a little bit. So Pylea is where, I forget what the demon that Lauren is, is called. Sure. But there he's known as Krevlorn Swath of the Deathwork clan. (laughs) Yeah. So Lauren for short. Uh He hates Pylea because they don't have music there. And actually, when you sing, it like hurts them because yes. they don't know what it is. Uh-huh. Uh, it's just like a bad place. They dance, but they do it very poorly. <laughs> so you've seen Numfar do the dance of joy. Yes, is what I'm which hearing. is Joss Whedon's cameo yeah. in this uh, <laughs> in this universe. Um, they think that Angel is a cow. No, so they think they call people cows. Right. It's oh, it's I really see. bad to be a human in Pylea. Right. Because they treat human as like humans are their slaves, and they yes. treat them like cattle. Basically. That makes sense. Yeah, so Cordelia gets a vision of a woman in a library being sucked through a portal. 
one Winifred Burkle, <gasps> or Fred, <laughs> played by Amy Acker, who was also on Dollhouse uh-huh. and in other Jossie things. Yeah, much ado. Yeah. So basically, like, she gets this vision and then she goes to this place where, where Fred was sucked in, through the portal into Pylea and then ends up, like, finding the book and accidentally also getting sucked through the portal to Pylea oh. and everyone has to go and rescue her. So oh, this no. is how they go. Yeah, so Cordy gets there. They're like, oh, it's a cow. Great. Uh, <laughs> and then... She has a vision in front of the demons, and now they think she's cursed, which is even worse for her. Man, how's that for a feminist show? Ooh, yeah. He's a cow. So, I mean, all people are cows, though. The men are cows. Um, Right. So they manage to drive Angel's car to Pylea through a portal, and Angel finds out that, guess what? Pylea's son doesn't hurt him. (laughs) (gasps) Here we go. We've got four episodes in the sun. Lauren's still looking... Fresh as all hell in oh, his yeah. red suit. That red suit's fantastic. Yeah. I think green gives you a lot of really bold choices. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, red and yellow with his green skin. So yeah, the rest of them get there. They're here to save Cordelia, only to find out that she's been made a, made into a queen. Oh. Because it turns out there was a prophecy about someone who had visions who would be their queen. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So it's great. Um, It doesn't go great, everything. It turns out that, like, the priests who have made her queen, they have these books that have a picture of a wolf, a ram, and a heart on them. So it's Wolframan hearts. Mm-hmm. And, like, the priests are sort of also working for them. And, like, Cordelia is trying to pass all these things to make life better for the, the people <laughs> right. of Pylea. But they don't like that. No, no, no. They don't want her to actually, like, have any power. Certainly not. Yeah. So a lot of nonsense happens. But they manage to find Fred and liberate a bunch of the slaves. And this is basically Fred joining the team. They nice. rescue her from Pylea mm-hmm. and take her back to L.A. after a lot of, really, it's a lot of nonsense. You don't want to know. <laughs> Yeah, so they get back to L.A. and they find Willow waiting for them there. Oh, yeah. Because Buffy's dead. Right. Because it's the end of Buffy season five. Hilarious. <laughs> Hilarious. Oh, good times. Uh, I have one nonsense episode from this. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called Disharmony. <laughs> Harmony and Cordelia are here. Yeah. So, is Harmony a vampire? Sure is. So uh, Cordelia's old pal Harmony shows up and... You know, doesn't tell Cordelia she's a vampire. There's a hilarious mishap where, like, she's about to bite Cordelia, but Cordelia takes it as, like, a sexual advance. Oh, yeah. And then, oh, it's oh, awkward. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then th- there's some crazy thing where there's, like, this cult, like a pyramid scheme type cult mm. run by vampires that, like, they use Harmony to infiltrate. I don't mm. know. It's, it's silly, but it's fun. Harmony's here. Her and Cordelia catch up about high school. Yeah. Yeah. That's nice. Har- Harmony says a lot of really, like, technically correct things about what <laughs> happened to her after high school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which, is, which is fun. Yeah. And um, here's the graph. Remember oh. how I told you <laughs> that one episode? <laughs> okay. So everything's between an eight and a ten. Yeah. Like eight and a half and a nine yeah. and a half sort of range. And then one is at a five and a half. <laughs> Yeah. So I, I was actually very interested in this episode after seeing this graph, obviously. Yes. And like people, like reviewers, seem to not hate it. They're like, yes, they make Angel 100% unlikable, but it is part of his journey that he's on. And like, they seem to think the episode is not that bad. I think that IMDb viewers really have a different opinion. Yeah. Yeah, they hate it, clearly. Apparently. Yeah. Just hit that Just one star button and move on with your day, I guess, yeah. right? But like, generally speaking, this, uh, this season is also quite well liked. Yeah. The end is very fun. The Pylea nonsense is it's, it's good very times wacky. towards the end, right? Yeah, because that's all like fifteen plus. Yeah, at the end, yeah. Much, yeah. So that's yeah. It's I mean, it's again high eights, low nine yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. So does anyone have any questions? 
Does Harmony survive? Does yeah. Harmony survive? Harmony survives. Oh, yeah. Darla also survives. Angel basically tells her to leave and never come back. You know, to go, I don't know. What, what happens to Simba? It's that. <laughs> leave now and never come back. That's Gollum, but okay. Yeah, from The Lion same, King. It's all the same shit, yeah. <laughs> Good times. Season three. Season three. So this is the first season where Buffy and Angel are not on the same network anymore. So Buffy's season six. Buffy has moved to UPN because they basically had to switch networks when they came back. Mm -hmm. And then Angel is on the WB. So the crossovers have like stopped. Yeah. They've... There's going to be a bit There'll happening like in season one. four. Yeah. Because that's season seven of Buffy. Yeah. Um, but like this season, there's basically nothing. So... <laughs> I'm going to try to read this this sentence to you with a straight face. Maybe you shouldn't be drinking. (laughs) Angel has gone to a monastery in Sri Lanka to mourn Buffy's death. Oh, no. (laughs) He certainly has. So it's not shirtless Tai Chi. Instead. It's much worse. It's white ghee. Yeah. Clad, not Tai Chi, some other martial art involving a, a staff. I don't know. There's monks. It's cool. <laughs> oh, man. You know, these shows, say what you will about them, great at handling minorities. <laughs> Racial stereotypes, not to Basically be found here. Basically zero, yeah. yeah. How many Gypsy Curse mentions are there in, like, early so, season Angel? It's, like, in the first episode, Doyle shows up. And he's, like, going on and on about that fucking gypsy curse. And you're like, we're doing it. Oh, we're not even going to pretend it didn't happen. And then I don't think we really bring it up after that. Because it's, yeah, it's not something that should be brought up a lot. No, it really shouldn't. So, I mean, this doesn't last too long. Obviously, he goes back to L.A. Fred, it turns out, has not really been talking to other members of the gang while he was gone. Because it's very much Angel that saves her in Pylea. Mm. So she, like, trusts him and she's afraid of everyone. Because she was there for, like, five years. And she did, she was basically hiding in a cave. Like, she wasn't a slave the whole time. She had managed to escape. Oh, also, Fred is like a, uh, she was a physics grad student when she was transported to Pylea. So she's super smart, super Mm -hmm. sciencey. And so, like, she was basically writing physics formulas on her cave wall. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So she's still pretty messed up at this point. Because she's a lot to get over. Mm -hmm. We are introduced to Daniel Holtz, this fellow. Oh. A vampire hunter from Angel's past, the 18th century. Uh-huh. Who hates Angel due to the fact that he killed Holtz's entire family. Yeah! How could this man from the 18th century possibly be relevant? Well, we'll get to that, won't we? He does look like an 18th century vampire hunter. Doesn't and he? I believe this man is the person uh, illustrated in the Buffy comic that I read. It would make a lot of sense. He's very important. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's going to be super relevant, this man from the 18th century. Uh, Darla's back in the mix because guess what? She's pregnant. Preggers. <laughs> oh, that that time that she had with Angel. She's a vampire. Angel's a vampire. Oh. Darla's pregnant. Let's move on. <laughs> That's not how that works, is it? We'll see, friends. Oh, will we see? It's you know a he's miracle. shooting dust. Well, dust plus dust equals baby. <laughs> So you're saying it's dusty up in there? Well, probably. Speaking about Darla? I mean, she's also a vampire. Yeah. So uh, eventually, like, this is really when Gunn formally joining Angel Mm. Investigations. Mm -hmm. Fred does, like, you know, sort of (laughs) 
I don't, I don't want to use the words get over it because that's, that's unkind. But she, she realizes finds some peace. Yeah, and she realizes that like she can off she has a lot to offer to the group because she's very intelligent mm-hmm. and she wants to help them because, you know, they're they're doing good, saving the world, and she thinks that she can help them, which is true. So Darla returns to Los Angeles and she is eight and a half months pregnant from Angel's one night stand with her, mm-hmm. with their child. And they give a garbage hand wavy reason why this is a, a possibility. I don't know what it is because I think it's really bad and I didn't really write it down. Mm-hmm. We're introduced to a new prophecy. Nice. This time it's about Angel's child. And a, a lot of people are pretty interested in it. Yeah. Wolfram and Hart are, try to kidnap Darla to get the baby. Mm-hmm. But they're intercepted by Daniel Holtz, that man I told you about from the 18th century. Oh boy, here we go. <laughs> It turns out he's also part of the prophecy and was placed in a state of mystical suspended animation for over 200 years by a time-traveling demon named Sajan to fulfill his role in this prophecy. (laughs) Oh, boy. I hate that. I hate everything about it. Oh, it's getting worse. Don't worry. Oh, boy. (laughs) So, yeah. So, so Holtz is here. He hates Angel. He wants Angel's baby. Because, you know... (laughs) How you get back at Angel? Sorry, it sounds a lot like he wants to have Angel's baby. He's really angry about it. <laughs> Angel, damn it, I want your baby so bad. Oh, man. So uh, a bunch of stuff happens, but Darla basically, she's having, she's very conflicted because she doesn't have a soul, and so mm-hmm. she shouldn't love anything, but, like, the baby inside her is human-ish. What? No! And, vampire and, plus vampire, yeah. dust plus dust. Um, But she, and, and like, has a soul... But so she kind of loves the baby. And so in the end, she ends up dusting herself wow. to like give the baby life because like she's not given birth because <laughs> she's a vampire. And why is she pregnant? <clears throat> now, you're going to love why this. Why is she pregnant with a human? Angel names his son Connor due to his Irish roots. Oh, <laughs> the old Ireland. Here's a picture of everyone. Old little baby Connor. <laughs> The, that this was is, me dad's name. So yeah, there's, back this in is Ireland. season three. Lauren's Lauren's pretty firmly in the mix now. Mm-hmm. Oh um, yeah. Partway through this season, his club gets blown up by Holtz, which is sad. Oh no. Uh, and so he basically has to move in to that to this place that they live, which he's is called the best dressed. So he's always the best dressed. Um, seasons like season one, they're sort of like Angel Investigations is in this kind of like shitty basement. Mm-hmm. Seasons two through four, they find this place called the Hyperion Hotel, which oh, is yeah. very much like their meeting place, their everything place. Right, that was on the business card before. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. And and so like, yeah, he ends up moving into the hotel after his club is destroyed. And like most of them just kind of live here. Mm-hmm. It's very convenient. And it's sort of like, it gives them that central meeting place Yeah, you've all got the that giant dorm where people can just be yeah. hanging out and in it's a very much like we're millions. hanging out in the library, Yeah. right? Yeah, and so Gun's here. He's got his sweet Which crossbow. Right. I don't think I was French enough with my milieus. Oh, God. Never let you go to Paris again. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> um, Cordelia's got a little bit more hair. Mm-hmm. Fred's looking normal. I, I love Cordelia's what, whole thing What going Wes on. is wearing on his back. Yeah. yeah a proton pack from maybe. Ghostbusters. It could be. Yeah. So... Does, wait, Gun's crossbow here. It's probably wacky. They try to have it's wacky arm, things. Because it's like mounted to his forearm, but extends a good <laughs> foot and a half past his hand. Yeah. Because he's got to be able to trigger it with his hand. 
So it's then, a, oh, oh God. Oh, I know what it is. Okay. It's going to be, because the, like the sides of it are spring loaded uh-huh. so they can pop out and then it's going to be across. Cause like the whole thing is going to slide forward. It's going to be stored on the forearm and then slide forward, extending. And then the, the arms are going to pop out so that he can fire the crossbow. I don't know if any of this is true, but let's just say it is. It looks like I, it's true. Yes, it's, you're right. You've nailed it. <laughs> nice. Good. So after seeing Angel with his son, Holtz sort of decides to come up with a plan to really get Angel. Because, I mean, Angel killed his whole family. So he's Mm -hmm. like, oh, Angel's got family now. Interesting. So he goes away for a little bit to go and, like, do his plans. The time-traveling demon? He's around. Don't worry. Okay. He'll come back. I gave him him a name for a reason. Nice. (laughs) So the gang carrying on with their lives. Um, You know, they take cases. They go to the ballet. Oh, look. It's Summer Glau as a ballerina. (gasps) She is a ballerina, yep. like IRL, though, yeah. right? Yeah, so she's, like, literally dancing. Yeah. Yeah, and, I mean, there's, like, a whole ballet episode that centers around Summer Glau, basically. That's fantastic. Yeah, it's also pretty fun. There's, like, the interpersonal relationships happening. So both Wes and Gunn are interested in Fred mm-hmm. because she's very quirky and adorable, obviously. Well, yeah, she's the new woman, too, right? Also true. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah there's a lot of, like, will they, explore, won't they yeah. with Cordelia and Angel. Mm. Yeah. Um, but it mostly won't they, honestly. Yeah. And um, everyone kind of just assumes that Fred is into Wes because they're like, they are both smart. <laughs> they are yeah. both smart. Uh, but it turns out that she's into Gun. Nice. And then they start dating. They have like a serious relationship, oh. which is nice because yeah. you're like, thank God they didn't just like put her with Wes because that was the obvious thing. It's also an interracial relationship on screen in the what yeah. early 2000s, late 90s. Yeah. Which is, yeah. I mean, it's not the most progressive thing, but hey, it's not bad. Not bad. And like, I mean, Wes is pretty sad about this because he really liked her. So that's sure. sad for him. But things are about to get like much worse for him. <laughs> so it's one of the worst least of his problems. Buckle up. So he finds another part of the prophecy about Angel's son mm-hmm. that says the father will kill the son. Ah! And then there are a series of events that like are partially orchestrated by Wolfram and Hart, partially because of this prophecy where he like truly believes Connor is in danger. Mm. He, he believes it because like one of the things Wolfram Hart does is they like manage to get some of Connor's blood and then they start spiking Angel's pig blood with it, pig's blood with it so that Connor smells yummy to Angel. <laughs> and he makes like offhanded comments I'm even thinking and Wes is there. And he's like, <laughs> oh my God. So like, like you have to understand that Wes truly believes that Angel is a danger to Connor. Is one of the lines has got to be, you are so cute, I could just gobble you up. Yeah, I think you are absolutely <laughs> correct. But, yeah. like, it's very sinister. Yeah. <laughs> Wes kidnaps Connor because he thinks it's the only way to save him. Sure. He conspires with Holtz mm. <laughs> to do so. And uh, one of Holtz's followers named Justine. I don't know how Holtz has followers. It doesn't matter. But Justine's sort of relevant and is going to come back up. So I gave her a name. All right. And basically, like... The intent, he thinks that Holtz and Justine want to take Connor away to raise as their own. And, like, that's sort of Holtz's revenge on Angel. Like, that's how he frames it. It's like, that's, like, how I'll get back at Angel is by, like, taking his son and raising him as my own. And so Wes buys this. Um, Is He's wrong, too. Because then he's betrayed by Holtz and Justine. (gasps) And Justine slits his throat. But she does a bad job of it. Oh, come on. (laughs) Oh, come on, guys. Gotta do a good job. At this point, Holtz has the baby. Because, like, they, mm-hmm. they slit let Wes's throat and they're basically trying to get away with the baby. And he's being chased down by Angel, by Wolfram and Hart, because everyone still wants this fucking baby. 
Uh, so he is, is forced to escape to a demon dimension with Connor. Like, he literally leaves with Angel's son to a demon dimension. Like, goes through a portal. Wesley does? Holtz. Holtz does. Holtz does. That, that makes more sense. Wes is found, like, bleeding in the park mm-hmm. and is taken to a hospital and saved. Right. Hence the big old scar. I mean, he's looking the best he ever has here, I would say. I mean, gritty he's grizzled Wes. as fuck. Oh, yeah. He's going to get pretty grizzled. And, yeah, <laughs> it's much better than Wes of Buffy fame. <laughs> Basically, he's alienated by the entire group for mm-hmm. this. For good reason. Because, like, from his perspective, he really, he really believed it. And yeah. it's hard to, it's a hard sell. But then the rest of the group's just like, why didn't you talk to us about it then? Like, why mm-hmm. did you take it upon yourself to go and do this? Even if you thought it was true, like, we should have talked about it together. But, you know, prophecies. Buffy and Angel people never talk. So. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, so, eventually, they discover <laughs> that the time-traveling demon, oh, no. Sajan. Oh, God. Okay. Wrote the prophecy that Angel would kill his son because... He wanted to replace an existing prophecy mm-hmm. that Angel's son would grow up to kill Sajan. <laughs> and when you're a time-traveling demon, you can rewrite all the fucking prophecies you want. Yep. Doesn't make any sense. We're moving on. <laughs> Angel finds Wes at the hospital and tries to kill him. Uh, tries to smother him with a pillow, as mm. you do. Very, like... Faith. Very the mayor or trying mayor, to, mayor to Buffy, smother sorry. Buffy. Yeah. The orderlies stop him and you're like, but how? Right? Yeah. And he basically says he'll kill Wes if he ever sees him again. The rest of the gang are like, sorry, we can't ever trust you again after what you did. You stole someone's baby. Uh, So Wes is really off on his own in the darkness. He's getting gritty as all hell. Persona non grata sort of thing. He's approached by Lila to try to get him to join Wolfram and Hart. Yeah. And he's like, I don't want to. And then they start banging. (laughs) (laughs) And then like, this is going to go on for a while. (laughs) Because he's evil now, sort of. He's gritty now. Yeah. So he can bang the hot, evil lawyer lady. (laughs) Makes sense. Yeah. And now, <laughs> and now this is going to happen. Now we get truly wacky. Oh, yeah. So uh, some demons attack the hotel, blah blah And there's like all this, this rumbling about like, oh, the destroyer is coming. And mm. so like from wherever these demons came from, they're like running from this thing called the destroyer. And then a portal opens and this fuck comes through it. It's Angel's son, and now he's 16. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, God. (laughs) Because time moves differently in the other dimension. And he's been raised to hate Angel by Holtz. (laughs) It's Connor. We hate Connor. (laughs) Connor is the dawn of this show. I've seen one picture of Connor and yeah. I hate him. But of course, you've got a baby. Yeah. And I was thinking about this, right? Mm-hmm. Like you've got a baby, you either need a time skip or you need them to be replaced. And if you've got, no, it's not even a time traveling demon. It's just a different <laughs> dimension. Where And like we've established that time moves differently in different dimensions. Like right. that's, that's established lore in this universe. Yeah. So yeah, Connor's been gone for probably like weeks, maybe months at this point. And yeah, him and Holtz managed to find their way back. And uh, Connor, what have I written? Connor's back. He's a teen. He's just as strong as Angel. He thinks Holtz is his dad. And he's here to kill Angel for what he did to Holtz's family. Which is kind of the ultimate revenge as far as Holtz is concerned. Like, he fucking crushes this revenge thing. Yeah. Good job, him. I hate Connor so much. You should. Oh, it's going to get worse. How could it be worse, Michaela? (laughs) Yeah. Correct. I just want to bring up, this is sort of a non sequitur, but it's going to be important eventually. 
They meet this creepy little girl. Ah. So there's this thing called the White Room at Wolfram and Hart. And this girl is the conduit to the senior partners. Oh, yeah. So basically, she's she's sort of like like a mirror to like Cordelia getting visions from the power that be, I think. Mm-hmm. Where like the senior partners like talk to her and then the people of Wolfram and Hart can like communicate with the senior partners sort of through her. And it's not really relevant so much right now, but it, it'll come back up later. So this is the conduit. That's what that is. All right. So yeah. Um, so Holtz claims that he no longer has a taste for vengeance. He's like, I did it. You know, we're cool now. <laughs> I we're fucking cool, crushed cool. it. Yeah. yeah. And um, he tells Angel that he just wants Connor and Angel to like be together and have some reconciliation. This is a load of bullshit. Yeah, that's absolutely yeah. wrong. Uh, then he has Justine kill him and make it look like it was done by a vampire. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's the best at revenge. <laughs> <laughs> Top tier. Yeah. And of course, and then like Connor finds the body and thinks that Angel has done it. I mean, yeah. yeah. Obviously, he thinks that. Of course. Yeah. And like Angel's been trying to convince him that he knows he's really good. And then he finds that Holtz has been killed by what looks like a vampire. And he's like, well, it was obviously you. <laughs> In the season finale, so there's this weird thing that happens where, like, they finally are going to do the will they, won't they into a will they with Angel and Cordelia. But as this is happening, Cordelia ascends to a higher plane and Angel is betrayed by Connor and Justine, who trap him in a metal coffin and throw him in the ocean. Okay. Yes. So today, going to lunch, I was asked about my Buffy podcast. And I was like, oh, we're recapping uh, seasons one through four of Angel. And I was like, it's supposed to be bad. That's why we're not watching it. I don't know for certain, but I think Angel spends a bunch of time in season four trapped in a box in the sea. (laughs) It's not that much time. (laughs) He's going though. He's he's down there now. Connor and Justine. So Justine was Holtz's follower. Yeah, yeah. Who? But they they conspire to trap him in a metal box. And they chuck him in the ocean. Chuck him in the ocean. Bye-bye. And then Lauren gets a, a job in Vegas and basically Gunn and Fred are like, where where'd everyone go? Because like nobody knows what happened to Cordelia. Nobody knows what happened to Angel. And nobody's talking to Wes. So uh, season's done. That's a hell of a way to end a season. Season graph. <laughs> okay. So we start off strong. We've got some like... You know, low or sorry, high eights to start the season off. Yeah. Then the rest of it is around a six. Yeah. There's some high points, but it's basically there's six like from here a on high out. Point. I'm not sure what that <clears throat> there are is. Two. I wrote it down. I guess somewhere. there's a low point and then a high point later on. That's when they go to the ballet. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that would be the high point. Yeah. And Connor doesn't show up until like near the end. That's how they do it. Yeah. You know, they they backload the season when you've got a half arc season. Mm-hmm. It's real backloaded. Yeah. So, okay. So the middle bit where it's bad, is that Wes going gritty and like stealing Connor? I think so. Yeah. No, no, it's not even because they're all still together when they go to the ballet. Oh. All of this bullshit happens what after f- that. <laughs> so like, I'm not... I'm not sure what happens in the middle. I really am not. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing memorable. Nope. Mid-season slump. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah. Any questions? (laughs) No. Why would we have any questions about Angel getting thrown in a box (laughs) in the bottom of the ocean? Yeah. So okay. Things are going to get wackier. time traveling son. He's not technically time traveling. That's the demon. It's such an anime bullshit thing to do. <laughs> I know. Like, they watched some Dragon Ball Z, <laughs> they watched some Sailor Moon, and they're like, that. That's the shit we're gonna do. It's great. This is a good idea. Yeah. 
So I've, I've, uh, I've done this a little differently for season four. I've got the graph first because it is one of the most interesting things I've ever seen. Interesting. It is an anti-slump. Oh. It is a mid-season things are great. <laughs> so the first episode, in the, this is actually good to point out. First episode and last episode we know are often inflated, yeah. right? The review scores are inflated <laughs> because it's first and last in the season. People have thoughts about them. And yeah. like they want to say this yeah. season was good, so they put it on the first sure. or the last. So the first episode is over a nine. That's Which great. actually, it's it's a pretty good episode, sure. like my memory of it. Because like they deal with Angel being trapped in a <laughs> coffin at the bottom of the sea really well. Oh. Yeah. Like they actually do a good job with it. Good job then. <laughs> Last season and this season, our finale of the season is coming in at a six and a half. <laughs> Which is not what generally happens on Buffy. <laughs> no, like it's usually up in the nine. And look, like 10 to 15, that is where Buffy suffers. Yeah. Yeah, 10 now, to 15 is great. there's a very good reason why those episodes are great. Okay. Well, or rated high, I suppose <laughs> oh, I should no. say. And we'll get to it. But yeah, so we start off. Uh, Angel's been under the sea for three months. <laughs> this is him in his coffin. I mean, he's fine technically. Yeah. He's not great, but he's not going to die no. from this. He's a vampire, right? He doesn't have breath. We've been so clear. Yeah. So it's been three months. Gunn and Fred are still have no idea where Cordelia is. They still have no idea where Angel is. They've she been ascended, running right? Angel investigations and like Connor sort of helps them because he can fight stuff. Mm. But he's like not really. Why is Connor on their side? It's a great question. I'm going to go with he doesn't know anyone else and he didn't grow up in this reality. <laughs> By default? Like, yeah, <laughs> kind of. And, like, technically he's Angel's son, so, like, they're not going to throw him out. And, like, they have a whole whole hotel. And he's the destroyer, so he must be he's, pretty cool. Yeah, he's pretty strong, I guess. Uh, Wes is still banging Lila. <laughs> and it turns out he captured Justine and has been trying to make her tell him what she did with Angel. Because Ooh. he knows that it was probably her. Mm-hmm. And, like, Connor couldn't have done this alone. I mean, I don't know that he necessarily knows it was Connor, but, like, Justine is a great candidate. Is Connor that much more powerful than a regular human? Yes. Okay. Yes. He's, like, as strong as Angel. So he's, he's a, he's a he human has... that has vampire strength. Yeah. And healing factor? I don't know. <laughs> He's a super person uh-huh. for whatever reason. Okay, so Wes manages to rescue Angel. Nice. Through, so he, he makes Justine like sort of tell him the general location. And mm-hmm. then like, it's, it's taken him a long time yep. to make this work. But he has like a metal detector. Mm-hmm. Like, he's in a boat. He's got like a whole crane thing. Yep. And he does manage to rescue Angel. And it's like pretty reasonable, honestly. Yeah. Angel at this point has actually forgiven Wes somehow. Even though, even after everything. I mean, Connor's back. <laughs> so like, yeah. He's had three months to think about it and I, not do much. True. Yeah. Uh, but like Wes still just is like, no, I'm good. I'm going to go and be all broody by myself. Nice. Slash bang Lila. Yeah. Uh, maybe that's what it's all about. Cordelia's still missing. And like, it's very much the audience sees her in this higher plane and like she's bored and wants to come back. <laughs> but she doesn't know what to do about it. And no one else knows where she is. <laughs> so there are just shots of her just like hanging out being like, uh, oh, I hate it here. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so, like, Connor's around. He's fighting demons because, like, that's the thing he knows how to do, right? Uh And he doesn't really want anything to do with Angel, but, like, they're sort of around each other and, like, they're kind of starting to warm up to each other. I don't know. It's it's a weird situation because I I think he sort of understands that Angel's good. I don't know. Anyways. Right. Angel, Fred, and Wesley have to go rescue Lauren from Las Vegas Mm -hmm. because... It turns out, oh, look at that, look at that coat. Oh, it's a thing of beauty. He's very popular now. Um, actually, it turns out that, like, he's been sort of kidnapped. <gasps> um, 
so he's he makes people sing at his show uh-huh. and like like some mob boss or whatever figured out that he could read people's futures and then like the mob boss makes him find people who have very bright futures to like exploit them basically nice. yeah so it's a great plan but it's not great for lauren <laughs> no yeah he's having a bad time and when they return to la they find cordelia waiting there for them but she has hey. no memory of who she is oh yeah so she's just back oh? she got no memory so oh. initially they try to like kind of hide what they do from her because it's a lot mm-hmm. to, to dump on someone all at once. But like she can tell that they're hiding something and then so she doesn't really trust them. The hotel's attacked by a demon and Cordy is saved by Connor, who's been like also still kind of lurking. And he's not he's not like a liar. He he's just about all about like directness. Right. Right? He's just he's gonna tell the truth, he's gonna say exactly what he thinks. And so because of this, she feels that she can trust him, and she goes and like stays with him in his shitty apartment. That he's staying in. I hate it. Go on. It's, yep. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so we have a little bit more of like the Fred and Gunn relationship stuff happen. So basically Fred discovers that her former physics professor was the person who sent her to Pylea. Because that's what he does with his grad students when he thinks that they're going to surpass him. <laughs> <laughs> so she goes to confront the professor and he's like, she's mad. She's yeah. very mad. And like he's going to kill him. Like... And Gunn basically kills him for her because mm-hmm. he doesn't want her to become a murderer. Mm-hmm. And then that is actually sort of what drives them apart. Because, right. like, you know, he doesn't give her the choice. He takes it from her. And then, like, she has to have this guilt that he killed someone for her when, like, she didn't even really want him to. And it's, like, it's a bit more complicated than that. But that's sort of... No, that's a good amount of complication, that's, too. That's, yeah. like, where they're... Like, that's why they're going to break up That's eventually. pretty reasonable. Yeah. There's a wacky episode where it was the first spike mm. uh, where everyone thinks that they're 16. So Wesley is like proper Oxford watcher, 16. Right. Cordelia is her shitty 16-year-old self. Which we've seen. Angel is Liam, and he doesn't know what cars are. <laughs> <laughs> it's also pretty fucking great. Does he break out the old Irish accent? No. And they have some shitty reason why he doesn't have it. Yeah. Good. Uh, yeah. But then after that wacky stuff, Cordelia gets her memory back. Because oh. that that was the intent. They're trying to do a spell to like get her memory back and it got messed up and then it turned them all into their 16-year-old selves. Right. Cordelia starts to have visions about an entity called the Beast. The Beast. And a pending apocalypse. So this is like, let me be clear. This is like episode 7 and like we're about to have a full-on apocalypse. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he appears at the same episode. He bursts forth from the pavement at the exact spot where Connor was born. I'm sure that that's not related. No. And then uh, they try to fight him and he just fucking wrecks them. Then he flies off and fire starts raining from the sky because <laughs> it's a full on apocalypse. Nice. And then the episode ends with Cordelia having sex with Connor. <laughs> oh, okay. I was worried about that. Connor's 16. I don't know what age he is. He is a teenager though. And you're like, what's happening? What could possibly be happening? We'll get there. We'll get there. I promise will you. Will we, Michaela? Unfortunately, yes, we oh, will. No. Yep. Okay. So, yeah, this is a tough season. And we're going to talk about why these things are happening. Why does Angel go to find Cordelia and Connor and witness them having sex with each other, right? Why would anyone need that to happen? We'll get there. <clears throat> Again, will we? Unfortunately, yes. 
the beast attacks Wolfram and Hart and like fucks them up. Uh-huh. He okay. like destroys. So special operations special is special projects. Special projects yeah. is like one person still. <laughs> There's still like the rest of them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because she's hired some people to yeah. manage, I guess. Basically, he's trying to do this ritual to black the sun out. Mm. And one of the things he needs is the conduit. Mm-hmm. Um, like the little girl. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he goes to get her and manages to do that because he's basically unstoppable. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, so he blacks the sun out and sends LA into darkness. Then for some wishy-washy reason, around, oh, episode 10, they decide that, like, Angelus knows things about the beast that Angel doesn't. And so they, they're going to have to take Angel's soul away. <laughs> okay. So a couple things. Blacks out. Oh, no. Blacks out the sun in LA. Yeah. I don't know if it's everywhere. It doesn't happen in no. Sunnydale. I guess that's true. It's not everywhere. It's just LA. <laughs> This is a very localized apocalypse is what I'm saying. It is very localized. Yeah, that's for sure. I guess the beast is just one beast for now. You know, he can only rain fire upon so much. But blacking out the sun. It's localized sun though. Yeah. (laughs) So basically, for some reason, like Angelus has met the beast in the past. And so Angelus is going to know things about the beast. And for some reason, Angel doesn't have access to these memories. Mm -hmm. They have this episode that is just... It's a phenomenal switcheroo. They they basically bring a guy in to like take Angel's soul away, and then as you do, as you do, because they want the Angelus soul snatcher. Back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the guy starts the ritual, and then like us, uh, it's interrupted, and like it doesn't work. And then there's like an entire episode where like a bunch of things happen, and things start getting better and better for Angel. Like him and Connor reconcile, him and Cordelia get together, nice. everything's great. And then like he's really truly happy, and it turned out that that was the guy doing the spell. Nice. <laughs> and that's how he takes his soul away. And it is a, at the end of the episode, you're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> It all seems like a bit too convenient, definitely, right. especially in retrospect. But like, as you're there, as you're, you're there, just you're not really thinking it. about it, sure. yeah. And then so you're just like, oh, they got me good. So that's episode ten. That's why episode ten is good. Mm. And the next four episodes are just like Angelus is around, so we're having a great time <laughs> because he's a fun guy. Yeah, he's a fun guy. Yeah. Okay. So they so they have Angelus around. He obviously does not want to help them. He's very unhelpful. He's saying a lot of things about like the way that people feel about each other that like they don't want to admit. Yeah. Oh, it's phenomenal. Very he's, direct. He's he's starting a lot of shit. <laughs> like he's he's like in this cage, but he's still just like oh, yeah. wrecking them. And like it's a big part of, I think, why Gunn and uh, Fred end up breaking up. Because he, like, says some stuff they don't want to hear. And then they have to face it. It's great, honestly. But eventually they learn that, like, the Beast isn't really the thinking type. And, like, mm. is not in charge of this. The Beast generally has, like, a master. So there's some sort of Beast master hanging around. <laughs> Another spooky evil. Uh, Wes ends things with Lila. And, like, it's clearly still into Fred. Like, once her and Gunn have broken up, that's going to be relevant later. Uh, Angelus eventually escapes because, of course, he does. He's not going to be caged forever. And everyone goes out looking for them. And then we, the audience, are shown Cordelia running into Lila and murdering her. Because guess what? She's the Beastmaster. She's the Beastmaster. Of course. It all makes sense now, does it? Oh, boy. (laughs) Wait, okay. So she's the Beastmaster. So she descended potentially Mm -hmm. maybe she didn't even she's wandering around with no memories yeah she's she summons the beast Mm -hmm. and is controlling it somehow yep (laughs) she's had sex with connor right 
And so this is the problem. It's funny because they do this great switcheroo and then they do a terrible switcheroo because they assassinate Cordelia's character and then they're like, it was never Cordelia. But you're but you're like, she already fucked that teenager. I watched her. Yeah. You know? Like it's too late to be like, oh, it's not Cordelia because you've already assassinated her character. Yeah. It's too late. But here we are. Uh, Wes finally does something right and he goes to visit Faith in jail because hmm. they can't handle Angelus. And so she's like, oh, all right. I guess I'll break myself out of jail and come fix this for you guys. Nice. And she dives through like the bulletproof glass. <laughs> it's pretty great. Because like she she could have gotten out at any time. Yeah. Yeah. Faith finds Angelus and the Beast. She fights them. She's on the verge of losing. And then Angelus decides to betray the Beast. Because that's he's that kind of guy. Oh, he is. Yeah. Yeah. Comic backstabbing yeah, syndrome. And he he's like figured out. He's kind of been hanging out with the Beast. And he's figured out his weakness. Mm. And so then he's like, ah, this is going to be fun. <laughs> And then much to his dismay, the sun is unblacked out by this action. He's like, shit! <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. And <laughs> um, then it turns out uh, Cordelia is pregnant with Connor's child. That's fine. Oh, boy. Okay, is Cordelia Cordelia? No. No. No, no, no. We're, about, we're almost finding out what she is. So it's not when we know that she's the beast master. Nope. Or that she's pregnant with Connor's child. Nope. Okay. <laughs> Willow comes up the pest of Fred to restore Angel's soul. Oh, that's what yeah. the call was about. they're like, someone needs to fix this shit. <laughs> Again, we, the audience, see Cordelia trying to stop this from happening. Mm. But, like, the rest of them still don't know. Willow succeeds. And Angel gets his soul back. And then Faith and Willow leave to go stop that whole apocalypse thing in yep. Sunnydale. Yep. Yeah, and that's when they show up uh, the same episode that Caleb does. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, Cordelia is very heavily pregnant. Like, very pregnant. Like, it hasn't been very long, but she's very pregnant now. She's been visiting other dimensions. <laughs> if only. Uh, <laughs> what? So the, the gang finally figure out that Cordelia is possessed by something, but she's able to, like, isolate and manipulate Connor, because obviously he's, like, obsessed with her, because mm -hmm. he's, like, a teenaged boy. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, ugh, it's so gross. Oh, God. Okay. Anyways. And, like, she basically is saying, like, they need to do everything for their child. Their child is so important. And she, like, manipulates him into sacrificing a young girl so that their child can be born, which sounds like the child's maybe not great. They find out that, like, this thing that's controlling Cordelia is going to destroy her when she gives birth. So they mm -hmm. try to stop it. And, like, Angel goes as far as, like, he's going to kill Cordelia to stop this thing from happening. But he's too late. And Cordelia gives birth to this. Oh, sorry. Picture of Willow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. If it was Willow, though. Uh, it's close. Sorry. It's this. It's Gina Torres. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> So gives birth to a, a fully, a fully formed, formed yeah. Gina Torres. It's like a flash of green light and then Gina Torres is there. From Firefly. This is Jasmine. Anyone who looks upon her immediately falls in love with her and will do anything she says. Fun. And like they love her. Nice. And yeah, the gang sees her. They love her. Everyone, she was on TV on the morning news. <gasps> Everyone that sees her on TV loves her. Oh no. And like it's, it's Jasmania, you know? <laughs> Jasmine's here. It's great. And she basically claims that she's a former higher being and so she just wants to rid the world of all evil. That's the, all she wants, guys. We're in the low point oh, here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So Zoe from Firefly <laughs> mm -hmm. has shown up and everyone's in love. Yep. It's great. She's she wants to rid, rid the, the world, world of, of all, all evil. evil. Yeah. All right. It's great. Yes. The Everything that happened for her to get here was on the up and up. Agreed. Fine. They, they, they're out in the world. Jasmine gets hurt, like, very minorly by a, um, like, a vampire or something. And her, her shirt gets blood on it. And, and Fred was sort of supposed to be, like, with her at the time. So Fred feels terrible mm -hmm. and is, like, scrubbing the shirt, trying to get the blood out. Like, rubbing her hands raw. And, like, her blood mixes with Jasmine's. <gasps> 
And then she sees what Jasmine really looks like. I'm going to warn you guys, this is gross. So I don't know if you want to look at it. Nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's uh, very zombie. Oh, man, there's a lot of maggots happening. <laughs> <laughs> the slide simply says, sorry about the maggot face slide. So there's like, there's no warning at all that this is going to happen on the show. Because like, you don't know that Fred's done this. Yeah. She just walks into the room and all of a sudden it cuts to Jasmine. And you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. You're like, I see. So Fred's like, um. <laughs> <laughs> so she doesn't know what to do. Like, she doesn't love Jasmine anymore. Right. But she's the only one that can see this. So like, it's bad news for Fred. So they don't believe her when she's like, guys, Jasmine's actually evil. They're like, no, we love Jasmine. Jasmine's great. You know? Yeah. Basically, Fred has to go into hiding from all of her friends and anyone who's ever seen Jasmine. At this point, it's like the entire city of LA because she's been on the right. news. Yeah. Yeah. And Fred eventually manages to put together that it was like her blood mixing with Jasmine's blood. And that's why the spell was able mm -hmm. to be broken. And through a series of events, she manages to shoot a bullet through Jasmine into Angel. So, like, there's blood on the bullet. It goes into Angel. And she's like, before she does this, she's like, I'm sorry, Angel. Because she's basically about to, like, take away. Because when, yeah, when you, like, Jasmania lose is Jasmine, it's, like, the Losing worst world, thing that's yeah. ever happened to you. Yeah. Wait, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I've got a problem with her deciding that she needs to get Jasmine's blood into Angel. Sure. <laughs> and then deciding that the logical way to do this is to line up Jasmine and Angel <laughs> and shoot them. It's not the best way. It's just like she has a gun and the opportunity presents itself. Yeah? I'm sorry. I didn't make it up. It's just what happens. Because a lot of this actually sounded fairly reasonable <laughs> up and like, okay, when I'm a writer, I'm thinking of this. Jasmania has a certain appeal, yeah. doesn't it? Like, mm -hmm. narratively, yeah. that sounds like we shouldn't be in the worst slump of all time. <laughs> yeah. And, like, you know, it's very, like, there's an episode called Shiny Happy People where everyone's just having the time of their fucking lives mm -hmm. because they love Jasmine. Yeah. And they don't need anything else because they have Jasmine's love. And, like, it's great. But that's a terrible episode, apparently. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess not a lot <laughs> happens, probably. And Jasmine is there and she's probably like this, you know, 11th hour reveal yeah. that complicates a lot of things unnecessarily. Well, and not even that. It doesn't even, it's not even that it complicates things. It's that they, they basically retcon a lot of the rest of the show to be like, here are all the moving pieces that had to perfectly come into place for Jasmine to make it to this reality. Right. Like one of which is... Like Fred and Lauren being switched in Pylea, which is actually how Lauren got here in the first place. I don't know why that's irrelevant, but like Darla getting pregnant with Angel's child. Yeah, because Connor, Connor has to Connor father has to this child. Because Connor is Jasmine's father. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stu's making a face because he's grossed out. Yeah. And so, like, there's all these things that they're like, let's explain why we did all this garbage. Now, I don't know if this is true. The rumor about this is that Cordelia, Charisma Carpenter, had something in her contract saying that, like, she had to give them a certain amount of warning before she was got pregnant. Mm -hmm. She did not do that. Mm -hmm. And so then the season got fucked, and they had to rewrite it because she was pregnant. Right. And then this is what happened. And, like, if you read between the lines, it seems like Joss was mad at her, so he assassinated her character. I don't know that that's true, and that's obviously, you know, hearsay. It's hard to say, but... They really make you hate Cordelia. And like, she's been, her character development up to this has been phenomenal. Right. Like, 
Cordelia in season three is such a different person from Buffy that like you barely recognize her. Like in the same way that Wesley is. Yep. But like he's gone on this, you know, the, the taking someone on like the gritty, depressed path is kind of easy. Yeah. And like taking someone on the hero path when they started off as this sort of catty, vapid yeah. person. And like what they do with her is amazing. And then they just they burn it all to the ground. <laughs> So I knew something about Charisma Carpenter getting pregnant yeah. at an inconvenient time. Mm-hmm. I thought they went with the comma route. And right? they were just like, put her in a coma. Yeah. We don't have to show her. She can do a lot of coma acting with her face. Yeah. And we'll get a lot of B-roll while she is less visibly pregnant. Yeah. So it doesn't look like she's pregnant in this coma. So currently, she is in a coma. <laughs> Perfect. So her she, her body isn't like fully destroyed when Jasmine arrives, but she's in a coma. Yeah. Okay, so wow. She, so you're right. So yeah, but there was a coma also, involved, but it's... They made her get pregnant with like an evil question mark demon lady that Connor followed. So it's so much worse than I thought <laughs> yeah. in so many ways. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because there is still the coma, but that's not the true mm. punishment for getting pregnant. No. It was the character assassination <laughs> in this weird convoluted... Character getting introduced. I see. Okay. Yeah. It's a lot. Everything's making a bit more sense quality-wise here. Let's continue. Yeah. So, okay. So, at this point, Fred and Angel know that Jasmine is evil. Mm -hmm. They manage to get to Cordy's comatose body, right? Right. Because it's just basically in the hotel. Nice. And they get some of her blood because they reason that since Jasmine came from Cordelia, you could use Cordelia's blood also to, like, break Jasmine's spell. Okay. And they're right. And Connor's? And thus angels. <laughs> Who's to say? And thus angel can't be... <laughs> but don't think about it. Um, so yeah, they, they do use this to like wake up the rest of the gang, minus Connor. So they don't... like Connor is very much team Jasmine, and yeah. it's like hard to get to him. We learn that Jasmine needs to like eat people to heal herself Whatever. and survive. Yeah. But she's eating like on the order of tens of people a day. Sort of a glory Inca mummy girl yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Need a little snack to keep yeah, you going. Yeah, so basically now it's it's the gang versus all of LA mm-hmm. because everyone else is like fully on this jazz. Why train. hasn't she gone worldwide? She's getting there. Okay. Oh yeah, she's getting there. It's easy though. But, like, the when timeline is loves you, the timeline on this is it's short. very short. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. So they the gang escape into the sewers and now things are gonna get pretty hand wavy because I don't really <laughs> remember what how they do this but somehow they discover that in order to defeat jasmine they have to learn her true name and then angel somehow gets to a demon world wait wait it's rumpelstiltskin (laughs) it's not i don't even know what it is but angel somehow like gets a portal to this world that jasmine used to rule to like go and find this but only he can go because the atmosphere is toxic but he doesn't breathe it's like a major plot point yeah (laughs) can't lauren go does he breathe? I don't know. I think he might. <laughs> so yeah. So basically Angel goes off on this weird little quest to get the name. He returns as Jasmine is giving her like worldwide global conference and does the thing. And then like pandemonium breaks out because for a second, everyone was on team Jasmine. And now he's taken her away from everyone. <laughs> and like, there's like, it's anarchy. Like mm. people are having a bad time. <laughs> like skyline level anarchy? <laughs> yeah. Like the world is fucked. The world is fucked. Yeah. Jasmine and Angel fight. She's like, hey, uh, I, I just made world peace. And Angel's like, it doesn't actually matter because you took away everyone's choice. Right. And this is like the main argument that like the gang makes about this, where she's like, they're like, you are killing people. She's like, I killed like, you know, tens of people a day and literally world peace. Yeah. And and then their other argument is like, but people didn't have the ability to choose. So then they're basically slaves. So like, what is the, yeah. <laughs> Why is there world peace necessarily? 
Because everyone loves Jasmine so much that they, they literally don't care about anything else. Oh. Like, they don't care. Mm. They'll do anything she says. Mm. So if she's like, hey, let's all like each other. They're like, okay, great. Jasmine said it. We love Jasmine. <laughs> nice. Team Jasmine. Yeah. Okay. So. It's going to be hard to get that message to ev- I don't know. <laughs> we find out that Connor did see Maggot Face the whole time. Oh. Yeah. The whole time. But he just chose to, like, go with it. <laughs> because. Oh, Connor. What a character. <sighs> so Connor has had a bad time. <laughs> He, like, never knew his mom. His fake dad, who raised him to hate his real dad, is dead. Uh-huh. Uh, his real dad's not great. Yeah. That that sexy lady that he had sex with, oh, yeah, she's evil uh-huh. and only used him to make this evil person who everyone loved, but now they all hate her. So Connor shows up and kills Jasmine, even though he, like, still loves her because he kind of always did. Why does he kill her? It's a great... Well, because, I mean, she's... Kill now, Angel. Well, now she's that she's like been out outed. She's on like a destructive rampage. Like she's gonna oh, try to destroy the world because right, right. she her initial she plan can't is done. Rule it, yeah. yeah, and yeah. So basically, we found out that like Connor chose to follow her, even though he was never under this like magic love spell or whatever. Then uh, why is Angel affected? I mean, he didn't <laughs> he didn't directly make her. I don't know, man. So that's the second last episode of the season. I actually watched the last episode of this of season four. Because it is so relevant to season five that I was like, I actually need to watch this to yeah. like fully grasp it. I haven't had a picture in a while. Oh, that's because it was just garbage happening. <laughs> that's why. Okay. So Lila arrives at the hotel that they all live in. And she's like, hey, guys, I'm here to offer you the LA branch of Wolfram and Hart because you ended world peace. <laughs> <laughs> they did do and that like, thing. No, we didn't. And she's like, no, you did. And they're like, but it was for the greater good. And she's like, yeah, because Jasmine was killing a couple tens of people per day and you now like thousands will die every day. Yeah. But good job, guys. You ended world peace. And they're they're all like trying to defend their position and like it doesn't go great for them. <laughs> There's like a long silence because <laughs> they don't really know. Yeah. Oh yeah. So Lila is dead because Cordelia had killed her earlier. That's how like when we right, found yeah, out. Yeah. yeah. But Lila's contract with Wolfram and Hart extends like <laughs> far past her death. <laughs> oh, I thought it would be the first. No, no. It's a per- standard perpetuity clause. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> As you do. As you do. Yeah, so she's like, hey, guys, like, you know, we're done here. You guys can have Wolfram and Hart. And, like, think about how much good you could do with the resources <laughs> available to you. And they're all like, no, never, not in a million years. And then she's like, no worries, no worries. A limo will be here tomorrow and, like, just get in it. You can come on a tour. No big deal. And they're all like, we are not going on the tour. And then each of them sneak to the limo one by one. And they're going on the tour. Well, I mean, they, I say sneak. They open the door of the limo and Lauren's inside, like, blasting music and drinking. <laughs> Because he's having a great time. Yeah. So they're skeptical about the Wolfram and Hart thing. They're just going to go on the tour. It's not a big deal. Like, they haven't agreed to anything yet. So they don't... And they also, like, still don't know where Connor or Cordelia are. Because once Jasmine figured out that Cordelia's blood was, like... Yeah, um, the antidote. she, like, hid her away. Right. But Connor knows where she is. So she's not going to die, which is great. So, like, that's sort of another reason that they're like, maybe we should see what Wolfram or her can offer us. Because, like, we may not be able to really find them. And, like, the city is in anarchy. Like, there's riots. Things are bad. So they go there. Lorne looks great, as always. Gunn looks like this. Oh, boy. Oh, <laughs> uh, he's got a polo-ass shirt on. What is that facial hair? Like, look at his little chin-only mm, beard. No. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a bad look. So they Lauren they, is so well uh oh shit. What's the what's the makeup term that I'm looking for here? It's not sculpting, it's like uh Monstu, I know you know con- it. Contouring. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes, he is. I mean it's the nose specifically, right? <laughs> like the nose is really good. <laughs> so everyone shows up, 
they basically, uh, you know, they sweep them away to each their own department because they're going to have different roles here. Mm -hmm. They they whisk Lorne off to the entertainment division. Nice. Fred is shown around a very fancy science <gasps> department. Yes. By a familiar face named Knox. <gasps> it's Jonathan M. Woodward. Yes. The vampire from the graveyard that counsels Buffy in conversations with dead people and also from Firefly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so he is the manager of the science department. And Fred is going to be his boss, basically, if she agrees to work here. Oh, some science is happening, friends. Oh, that <laughs> that's science, science involving lasers. <laughs> is that a skull that's being... Yeah, I don't know like what he's demon? doing. Oh, no, it's just a large, uh, like, saber-toothed cat I mean, skull. is there a wall of bubbling liquids? Yes, of course yeah, there, there is. is. There's science happening in oh, this my room, god, god damn that's it. That's a lot of science. Right. So, like... At first, um, obviously, like, Fred's like, you know, I don't need this. And then she sees the science room. She's like, science room. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> She's excited. Wes is introduced to Rutherford Cirque. I was going to say, the research watcher, room. Yeah. And a lot of books. Actually, so these are the books. And Wes is like, these are the only books you have. And he's like, oh, actually, you can use these books to call up any book from our archive. They're fancy magic books. And yeah, uh, you know. This is this is West Bait for mm-hmm. sure. It'd be Giles Bait too. Oh yeah. <laughs> Lila shows Angel his office. They have glass. The entire building is made of glass that doesn't allow the rays through that hurt oh. Angel. So that's probably helpful for them next season. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's vampire proof. Yeah, and basically, you know, she's still doing the spiel of like, look at all the good you could do. Look at the resources you have. Like, we're not inherently evil. We've just been <laughs> run by evil people. You'd be doing good. Anyways. I mean, no, right? It, he's going to be doing good, but it's going to be the greater bad. It's specifically good, yeah, yes. Yeah. And uh, she hands him a handy dandy file folder that has information about the Sunnydale apocalypse and a... Fancy amulet. Oh, yeah. With cleansing bubbles. Cleansing bubbles. And then Gunn is taken to the white room, which is where the conduit lives. The little girl is dead. She's been replaced by this sexy black panther. Nice. The literal panther. (laughs) Listeners, I called it sexy. It's pretty weird. Uh, (laughs) And so he's there. The panther's there. And like the panther is the conduit to the senior partners now Mm -hmm. because the little girl is gone. And like. Does it talk? So it's clear that, like, something is passing between them. Right. But it's not clear what. And, like, after Gunn leaves this room, he's like, I'm taking this job. So it's, and it's not, it is not clear. And, like, this was one of the things that I was not sure about and why I watched the episode. Because I'm like, do do they actually say why? Where is the line? Yeah. Why Gunn is doing this? And no. So, like, I assume we're going to find that out. Yeah. And it's, it's sort of an interesting thing for Gunn, too, because, like, up to this point, like, he's part of Angel Investigations, but, like, he's the muscle, right? Like, mm-hmm. his his role is to get into fights. And so, initially, he's been taken on this tour, and, like, they walk past the security office, and he's like, oh, of course, you're just going to make me security. And she's like, oh, no, no, we have way bigger like plans for you than that. And he's sort of like, oh, well, that's exciting. And, like, he like this is not at all what he expected. Like, whatever it is, it's not what he expected. While Angel and Lila are in Angel's office she turns the tv on and it turns out that connor has gone fully fully off the deep end Mm. he has taken a bunch of hostages at a sporting goods store and wired them himself and cordelia with a bunch of explosives (laughs) where did he get these explosives these are great questions listeners (laughs) yeah so yeah he's looking like this (laughs) oh boy you know you have your first kid (laughs) You just get that tired, oh, world-weary so look tired. to you. Yeah. So, like, 
you know, there's explosives just everywhere, all over mm-hmm. sleeping, pregnant, comatose Cordelia. I mean, yeah, she's not pregnant in the show. I was going to say, okay, yeah. She's just yeah. so obviously, she is, like, they're yeah. hiding her pregnancy yes. here. It's with like, a oh, bunch look, of explosives. look at us shoot her from here and, like, with the explosives. So, like, you have to understand, like, Connor basically feels like he has no love he has nothing left. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no one there for him. Everything about his life has been a lie. He's really, like, he's making some good points. He's had a really rough go of it. I want to interrupt briefly and be like, this is where the original Incredibles ends, right? <laughs> it's the new threat pops up yeah. in Metropolis. Yeah. And they're putting the masks on and they're gearing up and they're ready to go. And it's like Angel and his team assemble from all the different wings. Like the the science lab bursts open and Fred is there wearing her science goggles and lab coat. And she's got a beaker in one hand and a test tube in the other. Wes has a book and an immaculate suit. I mean, it Gun's sounds like Gun, a panther. Yeah, yeah. Gun, Gun has the Black Panther outfit on from the Marvel movies some 10 yeah. or 15 years later. And I don't know what Lauren's doing in the entertainment division. He's probably not coming to the fight. Uh, no, he like slides through in the background, uh, like wielding a microphone, but just from one side of the frame to the other and then is not coming with them. And then that's it. Like, it's superhero music playing, and that is cut to credits for season four. Ah, if only. (laughs) Instead, this happens. No! So, Angel goes to this sporting goods store to try to, like, diffuse, pun intended, the situation. Okay, yeah. Uh, Yeah. And, like, he's trying to talk sense to Connor, but, like, he really has no good points to make. Like, Connor's pretty right about everything being shit for him. They fight. Angel manages to, like, get the hostages out. He manages to, like, you know, get rid of the thing. And he has a knife. He he basically is like to Connor, like, I want you to know that I love you. And then it looks like he kills him. Mm. But really what he's done is he's taken the Wolfram and Hart deal in exchange for a reset button for Connor's entire life. That means that none of the rest of the gang remember who he is. And all of the events surrounding Connor just don't matter. The end. (laughs) (laughs) I see why we skipped this up until season five. You would have been so mad the whole time. Oh my god. (laughs) Reset button. So the final scene of this episode, this season, Angel is like, I want to see him. And Lila's like, that wasn't part of the agreement. He's like, I'm your boss now. She's like, all right. (laughs) And and she's no, no. She specifically says, okay, you can go see Connor. Angel walks out. The rest of the gang are there, and Fred's like, who's Connor? And you're like, fuck you, show! Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, because they don't remember Connor, because Connor has a new life. Uh, An entire new life with a family. He's just a normal guy. Angel goes... He finds him. This is oh, still man, I... the finale of season four. Yeah, so here he is with his with oh, his other family. Oh, no. he's so wholesome. He's about to go off to college. He's in the top tenth percentile for intelligence. What a what a champ that Connor is. His family's so so wholesome and sweet, and oh, their lives are so nice. There's a ham with pineapples and there's a ham cherries. with pineapples. An angel lurks through the window. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the most true-to-form angel things I've ever seen. Because, of course, Angel remembers. Of course. Of course. And, you know, he wanted Connor to have a good life, and that couldn't be with him. So I pressed this reset button, and now all the gang work for Wolfram and Hart. Season five. Season five. What about Cordelia? She's in a coma. (laughs) Good. Yeah. 
It's basically like fuck Charisma Carpenter. Yeah. At this point. Wow. Like that's... she, I don't think she's actually even um like a main cast member anymore in season five. That's rough. They're mad, I guess. I don't know. And like, so there is a, um after she's taken this deal, basically there's a moment where they say, Lila says like, okay, yeah, we found Cordelia. We're taking care of her, but she's still in a coma. <laughs> so yeah, I brought up Lila because like, I want you to understand, you know, what Wolf from Her was doing, but we're we're never gonna see Lila again. <laughs> oh, yeah. So she like she comes back from the dead. Oh, to, right, she's dead. Yeah, yeah. She comes back from the dead to, to do this to like you know try to convince them to take this deal, and then she's like, I have to go back to hell after this, right? Because <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, you work for Wolf from Her, you're probably going <laughs> to hell. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But the rest of the gang, like Gun was in, mm-hmm. you know, Wes, he's still so gritty that it's hard to tell like what, <laughs> what it is he's up to. Fred was pretty swayed by all that science. Pretty swayed. And then um, <laughs> Lauren is like completely starstruck by the people who Wolfram and Hart represents. But he has, he's got this whole little bit about how like Siegfried is evil, but Roy isn't. <laughs> <laughs> and Good. like, yeah, he's delighted to be working for their entertainment division but like basically angel does what he does best and makes a decision for everyone because he and he does it without talking to them he does it for for this reset button for connor okay so reset buttons on angel that ain't only angel knows about (laughs) we're up to two yep because the other one was him and buffy him and buffy who right banged as they were yeah as he was human for a day yeah so he remembers yeah, I mean, that's a lot better than this reset button, probably. Huh. Because, like, Star Trek does some reset buttons, yeah. but they're generally very well executed. The one I'm thinking of is the Inner Light, mm. which is a very good episode where Picard has, like, a, a hard reset button where only he remembers the cultural ancestry of this entire alien species. But, like, it's a, it's a very good episode. That doesn't, like, erase a season and a half of television. It erases an episode... <laughs> That only he experienced. Right, which is basically what the the angel one is. And then he plays some garbage flute by having some other man stick his hands <gasps> under his armpits. I've seen this. Yes, it'll be in the show notes. This, it's so like, clearly not his hands. Oh, once you see that it's not his hands, it's so clearly not his so hands. So clearly not his hands. Oh, the terrible hands. But yes. Anyway, mm-hmm. that's like the sort of reset button that I'm used to. Mm-hmm. This is a different this is a, this scale. This is the next level of reset button. They're like, we fucked up. I'm glad that, that I don't have, watch have Connor. Oh, Connor's the worst. Yeah. Like, that he's I don't as angsty to... as you think he's going to be. I'm glad that I don't have to watch all of this, definitely. But like, and like that moment, I was so worried that the moment Connor. Where, where like him and Cordelia are banging. You're just like, what, 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 yeah. what? Yeah. It's but, bad. But yes, Connor will not be here. I would not make you watch an episode <laughs> Of television that contain Connor. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's uh, that's four seasons of Angel. Yeah. Whew. Right. Yeah. Good Do times. Have anything else? I don't think so. And no, I'll just leave it on that. Angel. Angel works <laughs> it up. He's just staring at them through the window. Oh, they're just having the best time. They're such a family, you know. Connor's life is so nice. Now I've heard at least one person, and at most one person, express that they dislike Angel season five the most of any Angel season. That's insane. So it's the second best by IMDb rating? I think I might have looked on the... Because the um, Phi phenomenon also has Angel rankings. And I believe on there it was second. Or or maybe I was reading, like, there's a list or lists that rank, like, the seasons of Buffy and Angel Mm -hmm. against each other. And they they put Angel season five pretty high. Okay. So I think that the reason that the person you're referring to doesn't like it probably has a lot to do with it just being so different. Very different. Right? It's 
they're not at the hotel, you mm-hmm. know? Like, they're, they're working for Wolfram and Hart, so things are going to be very different. But there's they're still going to have some fun. There's my favorite episode of Angel. It's wacky as all hell. I'm oh excited. my god, is it wacky? Yeah, it's it's good stuff. Uh, I don't know. So we've all seen that maybe Spike's face yeah. is on the Angel of Season uh, 5. We didn't quite cover this in the, the finale episode, but like that <laughs> robbing the entire episode of like what it means to die yeah. and <laughs> the the meaningfulness of a character death or a character not even choosing to sacrifice themselves, but being sacrificed. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Got some thoughts about that. And so then, yeah, I'll, I'll this whole prophecy up. of Shinsu. Sean, 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 whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That might come up with Spike. Well, Except I mean, apparently this is the won't. interesting thing, though, is now, you know, if Spike's around. Spike's a vampire with a soul. Angel's a vampire with a soul. Yeah. And like, what are Spike and Angel, but in constant competition with one another? Right. Right. And so like, that sounds fun. <laughs> but so is that, that prophecy going to be relevant? It's going to come up. Yeah. But like it hasn't been fulfilled. But he was a human. Hasn't it been fulfilled? (laughs) No. Oh. No. But he was human. But this was before we found out about the prophecy. What? Yeah. (laughs) That episode where he turns into a human. That's like mid season one. And like they find out about this prophecy at the end of season one. Oh my God. And they pretend that that other thing did not happen. Wow. Like they just pretend. And you're like, you had this. <laughs> so Angel did kill his son by hitting the reset so, button. Which is funny because it the prophecy, yes, is sort of fulfilled in that way. Yeah. yeah. I would say that prophecy gets yeah. done. Because okay. like, he does the reset button by like slashing at his throat. Right. And then like it, it basically flashes, flashes white. white. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You've seen TV before. I've seen TV. <laughs> One or two television shows yeah. before. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's good times. Well... <laughs> I guess we'll uh, we'll be back here with the first episode yeah. of season five, which is called... Oh, I should have been more prepared. The first episode is called Conviction. Uh, let's see. Man. Oh, <laughs> I'm not reading the whole thing of this to you. Uh-huh. I'm just going to read the words, Angel and the gang adjust to life at Wolfram and Hart. That makes sense. Which makes a lot of sense yep. for, for what happened. Yeah, this, the last episode of this season is such a weird final episode because it's it's like an introduction yeah, to Wolfram say, and Hart. It's them getting introduced to their new digs. Yes. For like most of the episode. Yeah. Like that's going to take some happens time. Like, like, it takes like 10 minutes. <laughs> like the rest of it is the half an hour of them just being like, I don't know if we should do this. And like, then this Angel is the deciding for the final episode of the season. That's bizarre. And that's why I was like, shit. Like these are things that seem like I need to know about like the intro to all this so I can tell everybody about it. Yeah. <laughs> Better watch that. All right. Well, so, we'll yeah. be back with conviction. Conviction. Next. Good. That'll be good. Get her done. <laughs> Angel and the gang gets it done in this episode. Uh, I will also be back with any questions that I am left with. Yeah, because, now that you've had like digestion time. Right. Yeah. There might be some of those or like episode one might leave me with the question of like, who the fuck is that? Right. Yeah, I really, I mean, I did my best to yep. cover, like, which is why I brought up the conduit, because uh-huh. you have to understand who this panther is. Because <laughs> you're going to be like, what the fuck is this panther doing here? Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, and so, but uh, yeah, 
it's very, very possible that I missed some things. So once I watch it, I think I will probably be aware of those things. Right. And then I can do further research to try to, to fill in those gaps for when we uh, reconvene. That'll be fine, though. That'll, that's exciting. Getting into Angel Season 5. I've got it on DVD. Yeah. Do I have a way of playing yes. DVDs in this house? No. No. But in this building, you do. In this building, yes. Yeah. If I want to rent the theater room yeah, every, every time. <laughs> we want like to watch it. <laughs> We might do that. Who knows? Honestly, I might it's, just rent it all. Yeah, you could. Because <laughs> it's not that expensive. Or you could just steal it at this point. You already yeah, own it. Right? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Is I, it stealing at that point? I don't think so. The law is out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no one knows. All right. Uh, yeah. Until then, our listeners can reach out in the usual ways. Email beyondthenew.hellmouth at gmail.com. Uh, this episode will be up on the Reddit, probably. I, I don't forget. know. Who'd rent? Yeah, oh, no. Maybe. This one won't. Okay. I think it's the, uh, the, the next one. one. Yeah. No, Skyline will be. This? We can't put this Skyline one up, though. And the Angel oh, subreddit is different. True. Actually, the Angel subreddit is, like, not used. No, no. no. We're so putting we put this up, Buffy. up on Buffy. Yeah. yeah. We're going to... Uh, maybe the Skyline one, too. Who knows? Just be like, hey, guys, Jesse's in this. Y'all love him, right? Yep. Every, every Buffy fan is. does. <laughs> Jesse. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And until next time, so, so see you later, LA Gator, <laughs> is what we agreed on did we? in the finale. I listened back. I thought I hadn't said it, but I did. Oh, of course I agreed to that. All right. See, see you, you later, later, LA Gator. Gator. <laughs>